Okay, is is Bart Simpson somehow involved uh, in politics now? Because somebody is really having a cow. <laughs> and, I, and I mean this, folks. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get into this for the opening segment and, and and not crack up, but it's it's really hard to do so. And this is a laugh in a nonpartisan, objective sense, of course, uh, which you can still do in politics, believe me. At least I hope so. Otherwise, all is lost. Um, uh, <laughs> There is a cow uh, Twitter account uh, uh, making fun of a member of Congress, and it has more followers than the... Okay. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the... No, no, no. Let's keep rolling. No, I'm good. Um... Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Dave Kinchin. Dave Kinchin tonight. Thanks for joining us uh, at Dave Kinchin USA on, on Twitter, which is not nearly uh, as popular as uh, this this uh, this cow account at at Devin Cow. Okay, so Devin Nunes, he's a key uh, high-ranking member of Congress um, who's been involved in the Russia investigation. You've probably seen him on the news um, talking about very serious stuff. Um, he is a member of Congress from California. He filed a lawsuit against uh, Twitter for $250 million, alleging suppression of uh, conservative voices. Twitter says they don't do that, that they don't uh, suppress any voices. Um, Twitter has said in the past it's not it's certainly not a platform that endorses hate speech of any kind but that they are not uh, suppressing or deleting accounts uh, related to conservative um, speakers the, the uh, conservatives in Congress and around the country have long since made that argument um, liberal groups have said that it's it's not true they say it's uh, you know uh, I mean, there's there's been a back and forth about that overall. Um, so, in a, an apparent response uh, to this, uh, there is a somebody put up a, this this Twitter account, Twitter account uh, at Devin Cow, um, making light or it's a parody of Devin Nunes, uh, and uh, they're also selling T-shirts. They're selling shirts, and, and <laughs> they're basically just tweeting. It tweets things out. Um, it's another parody site, but it's just, I don't know. I was, I saw the hashtag uh, trending, yeah, Devin Cow, and I'm like, what, what the heck is going, you know, Twitter's a different world. So the reason I laugh is, is because it's, there's so many cow jokes you can think of. I mean, you know, some people were, found it very moving. <laughs> I know it's another dad joke. Okay, it's I, I confess that's the reason I'm I, I'm laughing at all of the because okay politics can be silly, but I've got all kinds of dad jokes lined up and you tuned in just to hear them. You just didn't even know it. <laughs> um, some <laughs> some people say this Twitter account is an utter disgrace. <laughs> I swear I don't have any kids. I'm not, these are dad jokes, but I don't have any kids um, that I know of. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, what else? Um, uh, I, I had another one in there. Anyway, you get the idea. So um, it's just, it's it's a, a situation that is going on um, that's getting a lot of 
conversation. Uh, the lawsuit also, uh, essentially, Nunes said that uh, you know people should not have to live under a constant state of ridicule. Uh, he says he's been that's been the case with him, and uh, so he filed uh, this lawsuit, but uh, for two hundred fifty million dollars. So who knows where this thing will go? But it's certainly a, a big talker, um, and. Um, it, it really has some people tipping over. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's about as, as much humor as I've got for you on this show. Um, we have, we've got some other serious stuff, really, that we're getting into, folks. Uh, actually, some really serious news in the political world. Uh, President Trump uh, taking another jab at late Senator uh, John McCain. Um, that's how it's being interpreted by many, of course, in the press and in the political world. Uh, you know, the... It's no secret that uh, there hasn't been uh, any, uh, you know, back when the late senator was alive, um, there had been a lot of back and forth between the two camps. Um, so now there's uh, some statements that the president made um, that's really upset Megan McCain, uh, the late senator's daughter, of course, and also a host on The View over on ABC. Um, so we'll get into that. And... What the heck is going on with Brexit? A key deadline coming up just days away uh, later this month, um, actually next week, for the separation of Britain and the European Union. Uh, where is it now? And what the heck does it all mean anyway? We're going to sort all of that out uh, for you on this show. Um, I don't have any jokes for that. Just the cow and... Uh, yeah, that's that's really that's really about it. Um, anyway, oh, and are you doing your brackets? What's going on with, with your brackets? I I've got mine. Uh, everybody's picked Virginia to win, win it all. Um, I was talking about this on my other podcast, Rock of Nations, with Dave Kinch and the music podcast. You know, we were talking about all of this, uh, and I said, you know, I'm not picking Virginia, not doing Virginia. Then I take a break, uh, you know, have some lunch and do my bracket, and then. I pick Virginia. I don't know, folks. We'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's always great fun. Uh, yeah, we have great fun when we can on this show, but we always keep it serious. It's Dave Kinchin tonight. We hope you uh, are having a great week so far. It is the midweek show. Lots to get to. This is Dave Kinchin tonight. Well, President Trump was in Ohio today, and he was uh, he made some remarks that uh, really started to draw news and, and uh, some outrage across different camps across the, the country right now. He talked about uh, his long-running feud with the late Senator John McCain of Arizona, of course a war hero and uh, former presidential nominee back in 2008 for the Republican side. And uh, Trump had said a couple uh, things, one in particular, he, he says that he approved the plans for um, a state funeral for Senator McCain, uh, who had passed away seven months ago uh, after a, a very brave battle with brain cancer. I, I think that's something that anybody can, can say, you know, regardless of politics. Uh, that's something I trust at least that, you know, people can make that observation. Uh, and uh, he, Trump said that despite the fact that he approved the plans uh, which the president would have to do, he did not get a thank you from McCain or the McCain family, uh, but he said that's okay. Um, and then he also, you know, he talked about um, how he said that John McCain was not his kind of guy, but some people like him, so he thinks that's great. Uh, 
words paraphrasing here, but words to that effect. Uh, you can watch the clip; it's on there. Um, and uh, he also said, uh, you know, criticized McCain for turning over that infamous dossier to the FBI. Um, you know, look, all all I know is that um, there's many people on both sides of the aisle who looked at John McCain as the war hero he was. I don't think there's any debate about that. Um, you, you'll recall Trump saying that, um, you know, McCain was a hero because he was captured and he doesn't like his heroes captured. And that, you know, ever since then, um, there, there really wasn't any love lost in those camps. But, um, you know, one of the key things, and I think this was something Trump even talked, touched on today, the president said that, um, you know, he basically was critical uh, of McCain because of his vote uh, against repeal and replace. And that was really one of the things that was one of the, that might have been McCain's, if it wasn't his final vote, it was one of them. It was a critical moment watching that video on C-SPAN where uh, McCain comes in and he holds his hands straight out and then does a thumbs down uh, as uh, the Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, uh, Republican leader, and uh, others uh, had watched um, and some cheered, and, and of course some, uh, you know, on the Republican side, after all the work they did to repeal and replace, uh, working with the administration, you know, they of course scoffed or were very disappointed. Um, but, you know, John McCain, that was him being the, his maverick self, going, you know, his own way, you know, um, again, a part of his nature. Megan McCain uh, was on uh, television today, of course, the daughter of the late senator, um, who always speaks very fondly of him, and uh, she said that, um, uh, and I have the quote here, um, uh, she said that basically if, if her dad ever would have thought that, um, you know, seven months after his death that uh, the president would be making remarks about him, it would be, it would be a great surprise. Uh, she said that he, referring to her dad, would think it's hilarious that our president was jealous of him, that he was dominating the news cycle in his death as well. Um, so, you know, she got a lot of support, of course, from the members of the View cast and, and uh, not just that, but people around the country. I was looking at her Twitter feed there. Um, Bernie Sanders, a Democrat um, from uh, Vermont, uh, said on Twitter that um, uh, McCain was, quote, a friend and a man of great courage and integrity uh, and uh, ripped uh, Trump's criticism uh, of McCain uh as, as not being an American hero, or basically uh, criticized uh, those who have uh, criticized American heroes like John McCain. You know, that was kind of how that second part of that read. Um, you know, I was thinking a lot about this um, on this busy night, you know, as we broadcast to you from the center of it all here in Old City, Philadelphia, um, where uh, just, in, I always say this, in the shadow of... Uh, Independence Hall and in the Liberty Bell, where our independence was enshrined, where patriots uh, ever since, uh, you know, George Washington and and his army, you know, patriots uh, gave uh, toil and blood and sweat and tears and everything for this country. You know, I'm somebody who believes that that politics and grudges and things like that that has to be left out of um, the the field of um, of heated, heated uh, discourse when we're talking about uh, people who have 
you know, given so much. And in the case of Senator McCain, nearly gave his life uh, for his country uh, when he was held captive for, you know, five years um, at the Hanoi Hilton. I just think that, you know, our politics in this country has become so bitter, and this is true on both sides, all right? This is an impartial observation. Um, we, you know, I've covered it for years. I've covered this, you know, and, and I remember a time I was starting out my reporting career in Michigan. I covered the state legislature, and, you know, at the time, politics in Michigan was, was not the most interesting, but, you know, as a policy wonk, I loved it. And I'd cover the national candidates who would come in to either support local candidates for office or, you know, as they made their, their national campaigns cover Democratic campaigns and Republican campaigns. And I can tell you, oh gosh, 12 years ago, all the way to even the mid-2000s, you know, things weren't tense like this. I mean, it was, it was a, you always had political tension. You always had back and forth. You always had uh, that kind of stuff going on. But it was much more respectful than it is now. And I think social media has a lot to do with that. I think the echo chamber uh, group think on both sides, you know, has really had a lot to do with it. I mean, we're at a, a point now where um, on some dating apps, from what I've heard from some, on some of these dating apps, depending on who you voted for, people won't talk to you. Depending on how you cast a vote. I mean, it's, you know, you fill out a profile and people will say, so what are your, poli-, you know, what, the apps will say, well, what are your leanings? And a lot of people don't fill that stuff out. But, you know, it's, it's at a point where folks will say, if you voted for so-and-so, swipe left. Or, you know, if you voted for this person, you know, swipe left, you know, whatever. It's it's gotten that finite, that ridiculous, you know. And, and look, this is, that's just one example. Um, you know, Twitter's become a mob on both sides with people going at it. I mean, any politician makes a tweet and they put out some remarks on something or a position on an issue. And I mean, it is it is just, you read it, it's it's insane some of the stuff people say. On, on, and again, on, on Democratic accounts and Republican, it's, it, it's both ways. It goes both ways. But I, I think that um, when you're talking about people who, you know, there really is no debate about their heroism um, there's there can be a debate about their politics and people should you know whether it's McCain or anybody else you know the, the the situation I think should be approached from the perspective of of you know we thank them for their service you know um, but we respectfully disagree with their politics and have a respectful disagreement I mean you know there, there's all kinds of people it's kind of like families you know you don't go after families you, you shouldn't go after families of politicians on either side um, there's that was another thing that used to be sacred. Now, well, there's a debate on that, but, um, you know, unfortunately, I mean, a debate based on the, the lack of civility that we see right now. Um, but, you know, Trump, his disagreements with McCain are, are something of, you know, they're infamous. We all know that. Whether it's McCain or anybody, there's a way to disagree um, without making remarks that many people would see uh and and you know i'm not just necessarily talking about the president here it's it's happened you know in in many uh sectors um you you would just think that you could leave out you, you could not make things as personal you know have a level of respect for patriots who have served this country regardless of their political stripes you know and that's one of the great things is that there are certain institutions um that at least used to be above politics, uh, service in the military, um, service in law enforcement, uh, first responders, you know, 
people who used to do that that work uh, before either going into politics or whatever, um, even if they are political people uh, while working in uh, law enforcement, you would just or, or military or whatever, you would think that you know there's there's one thing that would bind people together, and that is a love of country, a respect for those who have worn the uniform uh, and still wear the uniform. Uh, and and also an appreciation for the fact that we can you know people in this country we can disagree, uh, but not disrespect those who have have served and and it's just I don't know to me it, it it's we've all of this comes down to and I'm speaking more broadly here you know again I I do my best to you know as a journalist I I shoot it straight down the middle okay. Um, I'm not here for one side. I'm not here for another side. There's no agenda on this show other than analysis. But really, you know, we keep it fair. Uh, you have to. And I think we need more of that in this country right now. We don't get a lot of that, unfortunately. Um, but I, I would love to see a return to civility on both sides. I, I think that, you know, as we gear up for 2020, which I'm sure is going to be even more heated. Again, you look at you know some of the stuff that is said in the political world now, uh, some of the stuff said on social media, some of the things said at um, you know political rallies, and even on the floor of of the United States Congress and state legislatures. You would think that we could get back finally to civility, and it starts with our leaders. Um, you know, as far as uh, McCain, you know, I had the opportunity of, as I said, you know, interviewing him, uh, and. He was he was his own guy, you know. He was somebody who, uh, from what I seemed, was able to respect people he disagreed with. He had friendships with uh, one of his closest friendships was with uh, um, Joe Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden. You know, they, and of course, I remember this um, during the two thousand and eight campaign when um, you know people were saying, "Okay, well, now we know that uh, Joe Biden is the." Democratic vice presidential nominee, and we know John McCain's going to be is the Republican uh, nominee for president. These two are friends. What's going to happen? How are they going to hammer it out together? You know, I remember at one point there was an ad from a Democratic uh, uh, pack, I think it was, or a Democratic group that um, there's some group uh, on the left that had made fun of uh, the fact that John McCain can't raise his hands, could not raise his hands above. Uh, his shoulders, and that was part of the injuries he received uh, from the unimaginable torture that he suffered. Uh, and and uh, I remember uh, then Senator uh, Biden saying that you know he thought that was awful, and you know it was a great thing for him to you know to to get past politics. And of course, John McCain, when he uh, famously told a woman that uh, you know John McCain that. Barack Obama was not a Muslim and was not someone who was going to do any harm to this country. If you remember that moment where he said, no, ma'am, he's an honest and decent man. We had moments of civility, even in a very heated campaign there, you know, allegations of socialism, allegations of someone being a, um, you know, a liberal Republican, basically a Democrat running as a Republican. You know, there's all kinds of stuff and it, and it got even more bitter. Um, so I, I don't know. I miss those days as far as, um, the civility that we had in politics. Again, it was never perfect. You know, uh, there were never angels on either side, but you would just think that we could get back to that at some point. 
Will that happen in 2020? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it will take to for that to happen. Um, you know, another thing I covered, I was there covering the aftermath of the uh, uh, the congressional, the shooting of the, you know, the congressional baseball game. I mean, the re- rhetoric in this country, you remember uh, Representative Steve Scalise, Steve Scalise of um, Louisiana was shot and nearly died. And, and there were others who were injured too. You know, for a little while, and part of the story I did was the unity between Republicans and Democrats at the, at the actual congressional baseball game and civility, but that went away. That went away in like a week, you know, and then we went back to the, the personal attacks and, and things like that again from one side to the other, from that side to the other, you know. So I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, we've already had violence against, uh, you know, members of, of federal leadership. We've We've had... You know, a, a, a war hero who died, you know, after a brave battle uh, with brain cancer and, and they're still, uh, you know, ripped, um, you know, while in the grave. And, you know, I, I think there's there's probably even some Democrats who have been critical of him, too, uh, of McCain. So, you know, look, let's my hope is that we can get back to um, disagreeing with class as a country. And uh, I think that's good for everybody. Maybe that's a naive thing to say, but again, it wasn't that long ago when that's kind of how this country really worked. Well, I uh, went a little bit long in the last segment there. Uh, gosh, running a little tight on time. You know, the pro- Okay, here's the problem. I had too many cow jokes in the beginning of the show when we're talking about the, the whole cow thing on Twitter. Um, you know, somebody might really have a beef with that. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, and moving on to uh, Brexit now, uh, just to get into this, I think we'll we'll do a little bit more uh, this more in depth, uh, you know, for the main segment uh, next time. Um, but uh, we've been watching some critical developments there um, as we entered uh, the Brexit deadline. Okay, enough puns for me. I get it. I get it. Um, so March 29th is the deadline for the uh, Britain to pull out of. Uh, the European Union. This would break up, finally break up a near 50-year um, union uh, with the uh, 28-nation bloc uh, that is the EU. One of the interesting things about all this is what happens after nearly, I think it's technically 46 years of integration between, um, you know, a, a nation and, uh, you know, an organization representing 27 other uh, nation-states. You have basically um, major economic fallout already happening here. One of them, uh, corporations that say after uh, the exit of, uh, or the Brexit, that they're going to be pulling out of uh, Britain. Uh, The Airbus will be leaving. Uh, Bentley, in in an article from the New York Times, Bentley says, you know, they're stocking up now, uh, stockpiling, I think is how the article put it, but they're, they're worried about Brexit severely impacting, threatening profitability. That's the wording in in the article there. Um, So you've got a lot of things that are at work. You have um, two critical losses for Prime Minister Theresa May already um, as uh, she was, uh, you know, looking for a vote on her plan to actually do this. It's one thing to have the vote back in 2016, which was a 52 to 48 percent vote to leave the European Union. Oddly, the issues involving, uh, you know, trade, uh, immigration, um, the, the refugee crisis of a little while back, that was something that really uh, drew up, 
drew more fire on this uh, as far as controversy and, and how it's approached uh, because of migration matters. And a lot of the issues that uh, are causing sharp dividing lines over Brexit are the same issues that went into um, the debate over whether Britain should join the EU uh, way back when. So we're watching this closely here in our country because there's there's some certain you know certainly some economic uh, influences there, but um, the folks in uh, Britain, I mean, there's there's a lot that may happen there. There's a lot of um, uh, fallout that uh, you know there's there's policies that haven't even been thought of yet in Britain in terms of you know how certain things will be regulated once uh, Britain does leave the EU. You know. Um, how will that impact uh, the, the fishing industry? How will that impact uh, the you know, manufacturing, you know, farming? There's a lot of things that are uh, going to be impacted. Certainly, uh, security is going to be part of that, too. Uh, so we will look at that uh, over the course, I think, of a couple shows, really, uh, down the road, um, including the next show. We will take a look at uh, the history of Brexit. Um, and I've got some information on that. Uh, I was actually listening to another podcast, a lecture on that one that was really fascinating. So we'll bring in some uh, perspectives uh, in terms of uh, reporting from different overseas um, outlets and uh, some uh, professor-type folks who can, uh, you know, some data and quotes from them and, uh, you know, maybe even hopefully get an interview or something like that to sort all that out. But we will definitely be getting into it uh, from a factual standpoint and looking at the various ideas. That's what we do in this show. We look at the various angles and sort it all out. We, uh, you know, I like to use the word operationalize, but I think what we, we analyze, that's, we, we analyze it all and we uh, look at all perspectives uh and we are fair and we keep it all balanced uh, that's dave kinchin tonight thanks for tuning in um and uh, again as march madness continues we hope your bracket does well uh but we are always here for you on itunes on spotify wherever you can get podcasts we are hosted on the anchor app thank you so much for joining us mm-hmm.